You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Five. With Mercedes in research mode and Anderson talking to the spirits, Jim left the office and headed toward the Castro district. He had one more stop to make on his contact list, but it wasn't one he could share with Mercedes. She was, when push came to shove, still only a normal young woman. When he had come to San Francisco, it had not taken him long to discover that the Bay Area was a hotspot for everything supernatural. That he was a public-private eye who had special gifts was the least of it. Most people just chose to ignore the things they did not understand, or mix it with a good deal of fantasy and call it superstition. What some people in the past centuries had called demons were just creatures of different species that shared the earth with humans. Jim had no idea where they had come from, and neither did they. They lived their lives, tried to blend in and cause the least attention possible. Some of them had the ability, either learned or natural, to cloak themselves and look like normal humans, which made their lives easier. They had houses, mortgages, jobs, and bills to pay every month, just like everyone else. A few of them could not or would not take human form and so spent their lives in hiding, only coming out at night and then wearing hoods, long jackets, and sometimes even masks. California had drawn many of this odd kind of people, as it had drawn so many plain regular people over the years. Los Angeles and the Bay Area had been the biggest focal points, and just as in any place where people congregated, there was a need of places to go, to let your hair, or scales, down and be yourself. Jim had lived in San Francisco for three years before one of his contacts had taken him to the Convergence Club. The place was by invitation only, and you could traditionally only bring one guest. That helped keep the crowd down and made it easier to keep order. If your guest was unruly, you were both out, straight and simple. The club itself was located below a restaurant, and you had to walk up a high stair to get to the front door. The restaurant itself was for regular people. Jim had eaten there and found it plain, but all right. But the club was downstairs and required you to show a card to the guard at the door. Jim flashed his membership card and the guard, who was dressed in an immaculate tuxedo, looked at him and smiled. He stepped to one side and allowed Jim to open a door, hidden behind a wall painting of a Greek temple. Jim stepped quickly inside and closed the door behind him. Inside, the light was reddish and dimmed, coming from below him. He pulled his coat off as he headed down the broad staircase. The steps seemed to go much further down than the building would have implied, and Jim wasn't sure if it was an architectural quirk of the house or if it was actual magic. The light got brighter but maintained the dark red glow. When he finally reached the bottom of the stairs, he took a deep breath as he surveyed the real Convergence Club. It was made to look somewhat like a vision of hell, as if the decorator had been looking at medieval chalk paintings. 
The walls were covered in decorations that looked like flames looking up them. The tables were likewise frozen flames, and the chairs had the macabre look of being made of bones. Jim doubted this was the case, but it added to the ambiance of the place. The bar stretching down the one side of the room held but one bartender, who was also the owner of the club. He was serving a small crowd of guests, seeing as it was around midday the crowd wasn't big. But all of the patrons stuck out in various ways, be it the horns, the tail, or the fur. None of them looked entirely human. They all turned their eyes to look at him, and Jim felt like he was starring in an old Hollywood western where the man with no name steps into the saloon. None of their eyes were particularly friendly, but none were outright hostile. The bartender, who was the man Jim had come to see, raised one hand in greeting as he finished pouring a drink to a furry customer. He could do this easily, since the bottle was clutched in his forked tail and being poured behind his back. Jim sat down on one of the bar stools, waiting for him to come over. It didn't take more than a few moments. Hello, Bob, Jim smiled, a genuine smile. Bob smiled back, his white teeth gleaming in his red-lipped mouth. His skin, red as glowing embers, was clean-shaven, and he only wore a bow tie and black pants. From his forehead, two pointy horns stuck up, and his ears were pointed like a horse. All in all, Bob looked just like the devil in a Bosch painting, and he claimed he took all his looks from his father, the actual devil. Jim, unusual to see you this time of day? Tail ale as usual, I take it? Bob reached onto the bar and pulled the bottle of his homemade beer out. He handed it to Jim, who unscrewed the cap. Thanks. So what brings you in here? Looking for clues in the underworld? Or were you just in the mood for a midday beer? Bob always seemed to know exactly what was on a guest's mind, and this was no exception. Well, I have a question for you, and I want you to answer me straight up. No bullshit. Bob nodded. All right, I'll give it a shot. What's up? All this devil stuff. You always play around saying you're the son of the actual devil. Now, I don't believe there is such a fellow, but... Are you serious? Bob faked a hurt look. You question my lineage, Jim, after all this time? Look, I have a guy I'm trying to catch, and he might actually think he's working for the devil, so I need to know if you're just posing or not. Bob leaned forward on the bar and looked Jim in the eyes. His breath smelled of mints. Jim, because you and I are friends, I'll tell you this one time. And if you ever repeat it, I'll deny it because so much of my clientele comes here because of who and what I am. But I was born in Newark, and my mom and dad were, although not exactly human, not devils, much less the devil with a capital D. But if that came out, keeping order in here is going to be a lot harder. Does that answer your question? It does. But now I need to know if anyone has contacted you thinking you represented your, well, your dad? Bob shook his head. You mean did anyone come to ask for my blessing or something? Absolutely not. Besides, I don't like people who want to make deals with the dark forces. If they want to do that, they can go somewhere else. 
you rented a room to that wizard from Chicago a few years back. Bob shook his head again. I had no idea what he was up to, and he was kicked to the curb the moment I found out. You know that. All right, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just at a loss trying to find this guy. What guy? What story? Did you see the morning paper? The guy who killed the little girl. Isn't that a job for the police? Last I checked, your forte was spirits and the odd shapeshifter. It is. But this guy is special. Should I ask how special? Bob tilted his head, and his dark eyes looked serious. Jim? Are you in some kind of trouble you're not telling me? Nothing like that. But... He hesitated and drank a sip from the bottle. The beer was really good. I think that the man who killed the girl might be like me, an immortal. Bob nodded slowly. What makes you say that? He apparently healed in front of her eyes. Very few creatures can do that. At least I've never encountered anyone who could. It is not very common, no. Unless, of course, she was killed by Wolverine. Bob winked. He had a passion for superhero movies. I seriously doubt it. But if I'm the only one who can do that, and she saw the killer do it, then either I killed her or someone like me did. And I assume you have an alibi? Bob looked serious again now. Not as such. I was in my office reading. But you're not going to tell the cops to consider you a suspect based on your abilities, I take it. Not if I can avoid it. Look, it was a long shot. I just wanted to check in with you. And I wish I could help you more, Jim. Bob straightened up and wiped the bar with a dishcloth from his pocket. Look, if I hear anything, if any demon comes in here claiming to be a fast healer or someone bragging about what he's done, I'll let you know. I appreciate it. Call the office. Isn't it about time you got a cell phone, Jim? Join the 21st century? I hate those damn things. I would known one if you held a gun in my head. Well, with the marketing strategies of some companies, that might end up being the result. But not that it would do them any good with you. I'll keep in touch, Jim. Stay safe. Jim took a final sip of his beer and got to his feet. You too, Bob. He headed up the stairs and out of hell. <laughs>